You're listening to the Discover You Life podcast through conversations with pretty cool Muslims, people of Doha, of Ihsan, people who found a way to walk their dreams with Islamic excellence. We take you on a path of discovery. This is the podcast where you discover you. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawala amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to today's episode of The Daily Huddle. It's not Tarawih Truffles, but I like, you know, I had a really good time doing the Tarawih Truffles, in particular, actually, you know, opening up the books of Tafsir and going deep with one verse. And no matter which verse I would look into and think to myself, you know what, the verse is pretty straight, straightforward, what am I going to speak about? But no matter what verse I would open up, there was always something for me to learn. And that's the barakah of the Qur'an. So I'm really excited to um, take this as an opportunity for me to continue to be connected with the Qur'an and sharing with you, inshallah ta'ala, give myself a deadline and come on and share with you guys. So um, today's topic, we're going to talk about the number one du'a. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, um, revealed Surah Al-Fatiha. Revealed Surah Al-Fatiha, and it's a gift to the Ummah. And in Surah Al-Fatiha is a du'a. So the beginning of the, the surah is um, uh, uh, praising Allah and glorifying Allah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Rahman, Rahim. Middle of the, of the, as the Hadith Qudsi says, it's between the slave and, um, um, between the slave and his Lord and whatever the slave asks for, they will have. And then the next thing is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us a dua to say, puts it on our tongues. And we say this dua 17 times a day in Surah Al-Fatiha in our salah and throughout our lives. So of all the things we could be asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, what does Allah want us to ask for? And what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to ask for is hidayah, is guidance. Ihdina as-sirat al-mustaqim. Ihdina as-sirat al-mustaqim. Guide us to the straight path. So there's, um, first off, if you ever want a du'a that encompasses or uh, encompasses all goodness, all goodness, it's this du'a, which is guide us to the straight path. Because the straight path will bring with it all the goodness of this dunya and all the goodness of the hereafter. It's the true success. And it's just these few words, guide us to the straight path. Now, if somebody is already Muslim and they're reciting Surah Al-Fatiha and, um, and they're saying this again and again and again and again, you know, I get this question sometimes when we're doing visionary and somebody says, should we repeat um, our du'as or doesn't Allah know what's in our heart? Why do we have to keep saying the du'as? My response to them straight up is, إِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ So if we're supposed to only say a du'a once and that's it and Allah knows and, and it's done deal, then why do we keep saying again and again and again? So I tell the person, what you're asking doesn't make sense. Yes? <clears throat> so the verse says, teaching us, guide us to the straight path. There are two types of hidayah, two types of guidance, as you will, as the scholars will say, that n- number one is irshad, is irshad, hidayat irshad, which is to be guided to see the the clear path or the straight path, to be guided to see the straight path. 
to see it in the first place, to get knowledge of it. I know people ask this question, what if somebody never heard about Islam and stuff like that and, and whatnot? But here is like, we're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show us the truth and to show it and guide us to the straight path. So guide us, meaning like, um, show it to us, teach us. Let us always be, have that in our knowledge, have it in front of us. What is the straight path? And it, you know, it humbles a person because sometimes we think that all of our knowledge that we have is like, that's it. I'm, I'm, my brain is perfect. All my knowledge is perfect. It's not. We're always asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, guide us to the straight path, guide us to the straight path. So what we thought yesterday might be today, we realize, hey, you know what? I was misguided on that. I didn't, you know, that was not correct. And we're always in this state of searching for the straight path. The second part of this is um, hidayah, is tawfiq. Because a lot of people might be shown, tawfiq is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you to accept the truth when you find it. To, to accept the and I got something really exciting for you guys in a second. Hold up. Um, I'm going to show you three ways to, to grow this hidayah in your heart. So, but just let me tell you this one last point. So that when we find that hidayah, hidayah tawfiq is not like we might see the truth around us, but how many people are told the truth, but something stops them from um, not accepting that. That something could be, uh, maybe it's their how are their own desires. They don't want to give up their own desires. They don't want to follow the truth. Or maybe it's family members or the culture that they're in or something like that. Uh, so, Hidayah Tawfiq, you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you say, You're saying, Oh Allah, when that truth comes, make me of those who accepts the truth. The people who you have favored. An'amta alayhim. So, um, there are three ways, and this is from the Quran, three ways to develop hidayah in your heart. Three ways to develop hidayah in your heart. And it's really interesting how to develop hidayah in your heart. Would you guys like to answer, try to answer that first? How do you develop this hidayah in your heart? Um, I, it was new to me, and, and I, I thought it very uplifting. That's why I'm asking you guys first. Let's see how many of you know some of these things that I'm about to say, I'm going to say three ways from the Quran that teach you how to develop hidayah, guidance in your heart. And keep you firm. I'll give you about 10 seconds and then the comments will start raining down. How do you develop hidayah in your heart? How do you grow hidayah? If hidayah was a flower in your heart, how would you grow it? How would you water your heart, if you will? I'll count five seconds and then I'll... Continue on. I know there's a slight delay. Three, two, one. Nasheen says Quran. Yeah. Nasheen also says Salah, sort of. Shireen says Dhikr. Crimean says read Quran daily. Darud Sharif, knowledge. Remembering Allah. Okay, so um, Nosheen hit it on the on the head. <laughs> she got a lot of the good ones. Okay. So here's number one to develop guidance in your heart. Number one is reciting. Uh, the first one is reciting Quran, thinking about it, and implementing it. Reciting Quran, so recitation. There's some people that sit and recite all the time, right? But you also need to think about the Quran and you also need to implement what you're reciting. So,
book in which there is no doubt it's a guidance for the muttaqeen so in surah al-fatih reciting and like two verses later two verses later you're has no doubt it's guidance for um, the Muslim there in the Quran. So after Ramadan, I know in Ramadan you were probably reciting a lot. After Ramadan, you want to continue in that recitation, the contemplation, and implementing what you're learning from the Quran. That grows hidayah in your heart, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that this Quran is a hudan lil muttaqin. The second thing is, um, which is interesting, is Imaratul uh, Masajid. So Imara is to establish, is to build, is to grow. So um, is to maintain. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, إِنَّمَا يَعْمُرُ مَسَاجِدَ اللَّهِ مَنْ آمَنْ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَأَقَامَ الصَّلَاةِ وَأَقَامَ الصَّلَاةِ وَآتَ الزَّكَاةِ وَلَمْ يَخْشَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That the mosques, the masajid are maintained by those who believe in Allah in the last day and establish prayer and give zakah and do not fear anyone except Allah, for it is expected that they will be of the rightly guided. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that in order to, to be one of those who has that um, to have hidayah, you should focus on Imaratul Masajid. Imaratul Masajid means to maintain them. Now, maintain them could be always going to the masjid, paying for the establishment of the masjid, maybe paying and, and donating to the support of the masajid, the upkeep of the masajid, to invite people to the masjid, to you know facilitate, keep the masjid clean, so people would like to keep coming to the masajid, and so on and so forth. And subhanAllah, as the masajid, you know, one of the saddest things for me, I mean, alhamdulillah, the Ramadan was awesome, the stay-at-home Ramadan, but just looking and seeing a masjid, you know, it might have its lights on, but the doors are closed. That's really sad. And some of the adhans in like some of the Muslim countries, when they would say the adhan from the masjid, they would say in the adhan, Allah sallu fi buyutikum. Allah sallu fi manazilikum. Indeed, pray in your homes. And they would say this in the adhan and it's, and it hurts. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to continue to, you know, um, protect us from this virus and open the masajid and make us of those who maintain the masajid. And that's where hidayah comes from. So first off, we said number one is um, the kitab Allah, the book of Allah. It's a guidance for the muttaqeen. So we're looking at the Quran. The second thing is um, uh, the second thing is establishing the masajid, establishing the salah, establishing as we said, and that is from the muhtadin, the people who are guided are going to be the ones who do this. And finally, the last one, our last point for today is racing to good, do good deeds, praying at the early times. Whenever you have an opportunity to do a good deed, you race to be one of the first to do it. Which is interesting because, and I'll, I'll read the verse um, for you, 
But a verse that it, a lot of people are familiar with, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about hypocrites, وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالًا That if they stand up for prayer, they stand up lazily. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so one of the ways to grow this hidayah in your heart is to race to do good deeds. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَزِيدُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ تَدَوْهُدَا and Allah increases those who are guided in guidance. So when you do things that are, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded to do it and you race towards that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbids something, you stay away from that, and you're racing to do these good deeds, and you're racing to, you know, pray at the early time and so on, all of those things lead to the hidayah in your heart increasing and growing stronger. Wallahu ta'ala. So yeah. This is just a little reminder from this beautiful du'a that we say every day. And inshallah ta'ala, as you're reciting it a little bit more in, in your next salahs, in your next surat al-fatihahs and so on, you'll say, um, and you'll think more about it. And that's it. I'm done. If anybody has a question, you want to chill and chat, we'll do like 10 minutes or so. And a special shout out to the Instagram folks who are tuning in. That's nice. Happy to have you. If you're tuning in from Instagram, I'll give you a special bump. <laughs> and Periscope too. So I'm really excited about Instagram and YouTube and Periscope. So Muhammad Salah. <laughs> what if it's the real Muhammad Salah? but I don't think it's the real Muhammad Salah. It's my friend Muhammad Salah, right? How do you motivate yourself? So um, what I say is, or what I, I give the analogy of nobody needs to motivate themselves to eat chocolate ice cream. So chocolate ice cream, if you like chocolate ice cream, I don't like chocolate ice cream, I like, you know, whatever. But for, um, okay, how do you motivate yourself to pray with concentration? Ah, so we're getting a little specific. <laughs> I like you separated your questions into two comments. No worries. Um, concentration. So I think you have the, first off is the intention. Do you want to pray with concentration or do you want to just get this over with? So the first thing is you want to come with the intention. I want to pray with concentration. And if you want to do that and you've made the intention, then just finding out there's a, a really nice book online. Maybe somebody can, can actually, I don't know if you post it in the comments, maybe you won't see it. But um, 33 ways, 33 ways to increase khushur in prayer, concentration in prayer. It's a beautiful book. And it'll have, you know, the sunnah such as using miswak, such as going early to the prayer, such as, you know, making dua between the adhan and the iqamah, such as repeating what the mu'adhan says. All of those things will 
um, lead to a person being able to calm down and relax before they get into their prayer. What I found in Salah, when you want to concentrate in Salah, you need to understand and focus on what you're making, what you're reciting in your prayer. If you don't know what you're reciting, it's really hard to concentrate when um, when you just don't know what you're saying. So going into Sajda, for example, and saying, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, and if you understand um, what that means, and you try to be present and like, Subhana, you know, glory be to uh, Rabbi, my Lord Al-A'la, the Most High, and you keep, you know, um, understanding what you're saying, inshallah ta'ala, you'll find that that calmness and that concentration comes. Allahu ta'ala a'la. Um, boom, boom. I need another question. Interesting. And also, yeah, well, I, I'd like to bring this up. Just like in these um, hard times, the Masajid close, especially in the West, where Masajid are um, are maintained and lifted up by the by the donations of people. So it's not government um, sponsored masajid. These are just you know the regular people. And a lot of the a lot of these masajid because people were praying at home and they weren't coming. They missed their annual fundraisings that happened in Ramadan and they didn't hit their target goals. And a lot of masajid really depend on that. So just a special you know shout out for those masajid. I know sometimes there's um, competing, uh, not there, there's no com- competition. I mean, but but it seems like that sometimes that you have multiple fundraisers, once for MSJ, once for needy people, which do you give to? And I want just because because we're speaking about masajid here, I want people to understand that um, establishing the masjid leads to other good things happening. It's like a base for goodness to go in other areas as well. So it's not that I'm just choosing between a building and a human being. That's not what we're talking about here. This is Baytullah and the establishment of Baytullah, the house of Allah, leads to khair that happens in, in so many other directions. So it's like going to a source that hands out and gives to others. So there's no need to put one fundraiser down over the other. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provide for all. All right, this question comes from a Facebook user. Um, the question is, I want to motivate and make du'a. Why do I not feel much driven to make du'a? I will offer salah, but I also wish to make du'a more and more. Jazakallah khairan. Um, I want to motivate and make du'a. So if you're trying to motivate yourself to make du'a and you want to make more and more du'a, but you don't find yourself motivated, I my, um, like what I would say is that it's probably because the things you're making du'a for are not exciting you. And if they're not exciting you, that's probably why you're trying to build up motivation to do it because you don't care about it. So my quick response is make du'a for the things that you want to make du'a for and then you won't need to motivate yourself if you care about what you're making du'a for. Allah 
what age is good to start memorizing the Quran. Um, obviously, it, I think kids are different. Some kids are really into it and they, you know, they they connect with memorizing the Quran. Some of them are just like, they're just not into it. If you have somebody, if you have somebody, uh, have a child that is all right with it, um, maybe around age seven, they memorize young, they memorize early, and they get it done, inshallah. But it depends. All right, one last question. Nancy says, one sheikh said the zakat goes to poor people and sadaqah goes to the masajid. Yeah, that's right. So um, sadaqah can go in different directions. Like zakat is very specific and it has to be paid in, in specific ways and cash and you can't buy people. You can't spend people's zakat money and give them like, oh, we bought your groceries with the money of your zakat, right? Uh, so zakat is very specific, whereas sadaqah is more general. And so um, if in your in your masjid, they have that policy that if somebody pays the cat, doesn't go to the masjid, it goes to the needy people. Alhamdulillah, that's great. I was just generally speaking about donation money. Donation money in general. Somebody will have donation money and say, oh, should I give to the masjid? Should I give to poor people? Inshallah ta'ala, give to both. Why not both? Final question or final comment. What time will you come live from now on? I don't know. So I haven't selected a specific time yet. I'm just going to let it happen naturally. There will be, I think, after a few more days, I'll naturally get inclined to a specific time. I'll kind of like keep falling back on the same time and I'll base it on my organic, <laughs> um, uh, like, timings. How, what, you know, the time that I feel. But generally speaking... If you're on now, chances are tomorrow I might be on around the same time. Jazakallah and I know you always tune in for them and you care about tuning in live and I appreciate that. Jazakallah khayyam, everybody that tuned in. I'm happy to have you guys from Periscope and from YouTube and Instagram. Um, Jazakallah khayyam. I don't know how many people tuned in from Instagram, but I'll go check after this. Inshallah. All right. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.